This stanza is called Finding the Mind. Samsara is so because the mind is lost. The lost mind is untamed, unruly, uncontrollable. And these are the effects of the cause. The cause is that the mind is lost. The mind that is lost apprehends objects, but not itself apprehending. This is like seeing an orange and forgetting that it is the eyes which look. Most of us look this way. We have lost our eyes. Most of us apprehend this way. We have lost our mind. When the eye is injured or defective, we suddenly remember that the incredible and automatic power of seeing depends on the eyes being in working order. Likewise for our toes when we walk. Likewise for our minds. If nothing happens to disrupt the usual working order of mind, we actually don't notice its being. We have lost it, forgotten it. So we think without thinking. Thoughts arrive, abide and cease on their own volition. Sometimes we follow them into mindless action. Sometimes they draw us into mindless daydream. Often whole hours, days, months, even years pass away in a fog of mindless haze. And this is a pitiless way to live. Samsara is this place of mindless zombies. To find the mind, you must recognize it's being lost. You must notice the effects, the untamed, unruly, uncontrollable nature of your mind. Most people who begin to meditate notice this immediately, and it is a deeply unpleasant realization. And in fact, truly finding the mind from that point is extraordinarily simple. But that in itself makes it extremely difficult. The lost mind is used to confusion and complexity. So that is what it keeps desiring and generating. But the simplicity of finding the mind can be reduced to one simple phrase. Apprehend that which apprehends. And this is a commentary to the stanza called Finding the Mind. 
So this stanza is principally about smriti, or mindfulness, and its connection to prajna, or insight. So we hear a lot about mindfulness these days. I think very possibly too much. Very often in these conversations, mindfulness is invoked for its own sake. Or maybe for the sake of particular worldly goals, such as psychological balance, or maybe productivity in the office. And this stanza begins from the point of view of the absence of mindfulness, which we could call mindlessness, the basic state of having lost one's mind. And in this case, the mind being lost does not imply madness. Madness might be an extreme case of it. But rather the ordinary state of samsaric existence. State of confusion. Most minds are lost. Most minds are confused. This simply means that they are untamed and uncontrolled, and therefore always somewhat unruly. And all these states are the effects of the cause of having lost the mind. Losing the mind implies not having a basic awareness of its functions. Thinking, perceiving, desiring, willing, apprehending. When the mind is lost, all of this happens without us being aware of it. And the implication is that we become entirely reactive to situations that we're in, and therefore very, very determined by them. And this is principally why samsaric existence is defined as a very deep constraint. And the key to getting out of such a constraining way to exist is to recognize the constraint as a constraint. And this implies recognizing the unfortunate effects of being mindless. The ceaseless noise and distraction and confusion of having an untamed and unconcentrated mind. As mentioned in the stanza, Often the very first realization of a meditation practice is precisely this. An awareness that one's own mind is a horrendous traffic jam of thoughts, emotions, desires and so forth, all in a state of complete disorganization and chaos. And that's a very, very unpleasant realization. Often unpleasant enough to dissuade a person from further meditation practice. In fact, some people think it's the meditation which produces that sort of disorganization. But alas, it's not the meditation producing that chaos. Rather, the meditation allows a basic awareness of the mind as it usually is. So that is, the person gains for the first time a real awareness of how their mind actually is, a mindless traffic jam of chaos. Yet this realization is merely recognizing the effects. 
The real breakthrough occurs when the cause is seen. And the cause of mindless chaos is mindlessness itself. The basic fact that the mind has been lost. And this leads us to the key question and the connection between smriti and prajna, or mindfulness and insight. And the question is, well, what does it mean then to find the mind? And the answer to this is at once extraordinarily profound and ridiculously simple. It is simply to apprehend that part of you which apprehends. The whole path can be reduced to this one phrase. And if that is mastered, everything is mastered. Both the profundity and simplicity of this phrase can easily lead one astray from it. Because one expects that meditation life or spiritual life to be something rather more complex and difficult. And that expectation itself is what leads one away from the very simple essence of apprehending that which apprehends. <laughs> 